Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, it's Quentin from No Filler. Uh, we are coming at you today with a super, super old episode that we never ended up launching with uh, that we recorded a little over two years ago. We covered Steely Dan's Pretzel Logic, which came out in 1974. So last week, we actually recorded a whole other Steely Dan episode, and we covered their album Gaucho, which came out six years later in 1980. Um, and then I went back and listened to this older episode, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so we decided to go with this one. It was really fun to listen to. Um, Travis comes up with the idea for What You Herds in this episode. So we kind of like hash it out and talk about it uh, like within like three minutes of the episode. So it's really great. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to it. I hope you do too. It's it's a really good episode, I think. It's it's a good representation of, of this album of, of Steely Dance. Uh, so we're just going to play it as is, and um, and then we'll be back at you next week with a sidetrack on uh, Larry Carlton, who is a, a studio musician, uh, guitar player that shows up in, in a handful of, of Steely Dan records. So anyways, check us out on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, there you will find all of our shows within the website. It's pantheonpodcasts.com. You can also find a lot of other great music podcasts within the network. Uh, You can also check us out at nofillerpodcast.com if you want to kind of dive into our show notes and all that fun stuff. So anyways, uh, just wanted to brief you on this one. Uh, I'm just going to play it as is. Hope you enjoy it. Again, this was originally going to be our third ever episode uh, way back in the day, but we ended up, we scrapped it at the time. So 
here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Hi, I'm Donald Fagan. And my name is Walter Becker. <laughs> you go first, thank you. Hi, my name is Walter Becker. And I'm Donald Fagan. And here, uh, what are we supposed to say? Just, yeah. you know, we're Steely Dan right, or whatever. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I can't remember what station it is. It's right here. Oh, okay. Hi, my name is Donald Fagan. And mine is too. Uh, whoa, <laughs> and here's a cut from our latest album. That wasn't so good. No, we could do that again. Welcome to the third episode of No Filler, a music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. In each episode, we'll dive into a little history of the artist and the album of choice with snippets from interviews and concerts, as well as music from the album itself. My name is Travis and uh, Q, how are you feeling? Feeling great, man. It's an early morning podcast we're doing. Yeah, I got my coffee here. I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm I'm wired, bro. Wired. How's Texas treating you right now? It's good, man. We've had we've had a week of fall weather. It actually feels like fall. Although we had some storms last night, but other than that, it actually feels like fall. Yeah, we're we are now into the cloudy days uh up here, which I don't mind. I I love it. And the fall colors up here just breathtaking. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't have that down here. We have like a week of it. We have a week of it and then, yep. And then they're just, you know, they're on the ground basically. I remember. So we're talking about Steely Dan today. Well, before we get into it, I've got a, I've got a new segment that I wanted to try out. Lay it on me. Here's, here's, here's the name that I was thinking for this segment. It's going to be called what you heard. (laughs) What? What what you heard? What you heard? <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, that's great. Um, what have we listened to? Yeah, what you heard? Well, basically, you know, yeah. What have you been listening to lately? Well, I just got turned on to this awesome. Um, it's like a, it, it's a, it's like a Canadian girl white stripes band. Uh, okay. They're called the Pack AD. Never Pac heard of them before. AD. Um. And they, man, they are just a raunchy, uh, gritty garage blues. Okay. And, you know, uh, drummer and guitarist. And okay. it's freaking great, dude. Uh, the album I was listening to is called The the Funeral Mixtape. Definitely check it out, man. I, I know you're a fan of the White Stripes. If you're a fan of the White Stripes, check them out. They are fucking awesome. Uh, I'm going to go check them out in December. They're coming up to Bellingham. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. So is it the same setup where where there's where he's the singer, she's the drummer? No, no, no. It's it's two girls. Oh, I'm looking at these yeah, pictures yeah. here. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, check it out. It, it's man. Just I mean, I, I got 30 seconds into the first track on that album, and I'm, I was sold. Well, that's good, man. I'm always because this is so so they're 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 relatively new, right? 
I think they've been around for a while. Like I said, man, I I had never heard of them before. I'm always glad to hear when new bands are still bringing that bluesy, gritty stuff to the yes to the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was in need. I was in need of some new tunes like that in my life. Yeah. Uh, so it was good timing. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll check them out. What about you? What do you listen to? So you remember I mentioned to you. So when we were doing the Foles episode, mm-hmm. and we talked about Antibalas, the band. Yeah. The horns. Oh, the horns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're an actual group. They still make music, and they came out with a new album recently, uh, and it's it's called. Um, where the gods are in peace. And it's like a concept album um, all the way through. Yeah, I, I listened to a couple songs from it um, when you had uh, mentioned it to me. It's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, I love that vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his, his uh, yeah, Zap Mama, that's his name. Zap Mama? Zap Mama, yeah. But yeah, it's just this like, funky like jazzy like bluesy like africa Af- afro funk i think is what they're calling it you know what it reminds me of um you remember the budos band and uh, yeah the name rings a bell yeah I was, I was into them for a bit um yeah it's that kind of like afro beat um heavy on the horns and yeah you just kind of i think they're like a 17 piece band or something yeah, i'm sure i'm sure they're it's very similar um cool so anyway uh, the story that I told you was, you know, I was in, I was in a record store and they were playing it and I shazammed it and didn't even didn't even make the connection because I I didn't read the I just saw that I got a successful shazam and then went about my business and went back and reviewed and I was like wait a second Antibalas that's that band that did the horns on the Antidotes record so that was like one of those like the universe is smiling down on me kind of moments you know yeah. Oh yeah, and to hear that, like, oh, they just put out a new record and it's kick-ass. That's cool. So anyway, that's a. I had to immediately get the vinyl for that because it's just one of those records that that you know needs to be heard on good speakers. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, and that's what you heard on No Filler. <laughs> what you heard? You heard with Perd. I was going to joke about that. We could get Perd on here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're talking about Steely Dan today. Um, and I'm sure you've heard of them before. They're, they're the band that, you know, if you're around our age, they're the band that your dad was really into. Um, and so you've probably heard their music through your dad. And and, and in, the, uh, in the case of us, your dad would play it, and then you either liked it or you ignored it in our case we fell in love with it or steely dan was the band that your dad hated because i'm sure there's equally as many people well yeah (laughs) in in that case you would never have any exposure to it other than you might hear ricky don't lose that number in a in a department store or something like that yeah right and not and not know that oh it's that song but you know i don't know who the artist is but Q, I'm 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 freaking I'm really excited to, to 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 do this episode. This is Steely Dan has forever been just like untouchable in my mind. As far as like, there's no one else like them. You know what I mean? There really there really isn't. 
Yeah, we're going to nerd out over over Steely. So we've got Walter Becker, who actually just passed away earlier this year. He was um, guitars and backing vocals. He wasn't lead guitar, but he helped with a lot of the composition of the tracks and actually wrote a lot of the lyrics as well. And we've got Donald Fagan, who plays keyboards, and he's the lead singer of the band. Um, so it's basically these two guys. And I think between the both of them, they... they 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 both wrote the songs and lyrics together. Yeah. Basically, these two guys, and they would pretty much just bring in any musician that was willing to work with them to help um, record uh, and tour. Um, so to give you to give you a good this is I thought this was a good overview of uh, of the the duo here, Fagan and Becker, Denny Diaz, which was one of the founding members of the band. He was guitars. Um, he described them as basically one person with two brains. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Highbrow intellectual humor, no fart jokes. He wanted to make sure that that was no fart jokes mentioned. <laughs> yeah, they would finish each other's sentences, that kind of thing. So and you can yeah, when you're listening to them in interviews and and stuff, yeah, you can definitely you you, you can hear that connection. Yeah, they're they're super close. Uh, they met back in college. And um, so from what from what I read, um, Donald heard Becker uh, playing guitar in in uh, probably like a practice room or something like that in in oh, okay. some music hall in college. Yeah, that's cool. And then they uh, they formed their their first group, I guess, just the two of them. It was uh, they were called Leather Canary. Oh, and that's a sweet name. That is a sweet name, but even sweeter, in my opinion is the fact that Chevy Chase was the drummer. Yeah, man. I can't... That's right. I said Chevy Chase, the comedian. The Chevy Chase. Isn't that wacky? I know. I w- <laughs> That's crazy to me. That's wacky. When you told me that, that, that blew my mind. Chevy Chase. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds? And what's funny is, uh, at the time, uh, Chase called the group a bad jazz band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't uh, honestly. I wouldn't call them a jazz band. I would, yeah. I would call them one of the. You know, they're the greatest fusion fusion band of all time. Yeah, there we go. That'll be challenged. That'll be challenged by some listener. That's fine. But I, f- I feel like you know, fusion. Usually, when you think of fusion, you think of jazz rock, jazz blues. Yeah. But they fuse everything together. You know what I mean? And that's what's great about Pretzel Logic. It's. I feel like it's the most like varied. Yes. Of their albums, as far as like sounds and genres. Yes. And and we, I think we picked a good a good selection to showcase that. Yeah, and I'll I'll say this right now. You know, I'll be honest. One of the reasons I thought it would be great to do Pretzel Logic as well is to show to to play some of these songs for people that have kind of been standoffish and have always been turned off by just hearing the name steely dan they just go oh yeah nope not for me well these songs on this album um pretzel logic was their attempt at writing complete musical statements within the three minute pop song format and track by track they're um it, it seems like they're they're diving into different styles of music too um so they had two albums that came out before pretzel logic the first one being can't buy a thrill which was their first full-length album 
which had reeling in the years on it, which is the first, probably the first major major single, I imagine. Had it had do it again and reeling in the years. Those were the two singles. They both were top twenty. Reeling in the years was the song that we definitely heard the most growing up. To um, our dad, he always had the you know the compilation albums. Uh, you know the best of albums. Um, yeah, we, we heard heard that one a lot. Yeah, um, their sophomore album, Countdown to Ecstasy, was not as successful as Can't Buy a Thrill, so it did not produce a single. And from what I read, and I know you read the same article, they sort of blamed the sales of the poor sales of Countdown to Ecstasy on. Um, sort of how they had to kind of, they felt they rushed the process of recording it. Yeah. Because they started touring. Because they were touring um, so much. Yeah. A lot. So yeah, since they're perfectionists in the studio, they couldn't achieve the results that they wanted if they, if they kept up that tour schedule. So, you know what it reminds me of? Um, I, I imagine that's exactly what, John, Paul, George, and Ringo felt. Um, yeah. Post Beatlemania phase, oh my they, God, they were yeah. just done with touring and and just wanted to 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 just be in the studio as much as they could to the point where, and same with Steely Dan, they started to approach their albums, um, not even thinking about how they would be able to replicate it live. Yeah. And just working from the perspective of uh, being able to record in the studio, bringing in whatever kind of instruments, not caring whether or not they'd be able to tour with it. Yeah. That's exactly like the Beatles, man. And they did the exact same thing with, um, with Steely, um, for pretzel logic, at least the songs they were writing were more complex, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's when they started to enlist the help of the studio musicians. You know, I think pretzel logic was the first, album where they really uh leaned more heavily on studio musicians you know what i mean yeah and they even i mean they they kicked out founding members of the band really or just sort of like yeah their 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 role in the, in the album wasn't as as vital as it was before because they had it's like oh well let's just get this other accomplished drummer to come in and do it instead you know yeah and like that yeah. that that i think contributes to their their uh, reputation as like a pretentious band, you know, arrogant, arrogant pricks. pricks. But yeah, you know, it's to achieve. You know, it's means to an end or whatever. Like the results are clear when they, you know, that that they know what they're doing. You know, yeah. And I feel like we should mention um, a lot of people don't like Steely Dan. Um, and it's almost like they don't even know why they don't like them. Um, With almost everybody that I talk to, when I when I bring up Steely Dan to somebody, I feel like more often than not, it's oh I don't like them. But the people that the people that do like them are like us, and they love them. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. If you uh, if, and, you know here here we go. Okay, we're gonna start sounding like we have a propensity for pretentiousness, as uh, that one guy <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Of um, and he, I don't know if this is something that this guy coined, but he he referred to Steely Dan fans as Dan fan, Dan fans, a Dan fan. So, 
Yeah, you're talking about from that article that we read? Yes. Isn't it called Arrogant Pricks or something like that as the name of the article? It's called 40 Years On, Arrogant Pricks, Steely Dan's <laughs> Pretzel Logic Revisited. Yeah. And that was written by Valerie Siebert. Uh, and that was on the editorial music website, Quietus. Uh, that was back in February of 2014. But no, that yeah, f- uh, 40 Years On. So yeah, she was... She was basically revisiting it and kind of told that story about how like they were they were done with the touring. They knew that if they wanted to to pull off what they heard in their heads as far as like these compositions they were writing, like who cares if we can't produce this reproduce this live, you know? Let's let's bring in the best of the best studio musicians and and make it the way we want to make it, you know. And like they're known for that, for their perfectionism in the studio and like their masterful, you know, studio sessions. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's that pretentiousness that you can turns hear people it. off of Steely Dan. Yeah, it, yes. But I'm just saying like you can – like the point that she was making in this article was that like – um that they've earned the right to be arrogant pricks. You know what I mean? Right. Because yeah, they'll, they'll bring in these studio musicians and they'll make them just go over and over in the studio, re-record and re-record and re-record, uh, spend hours and hours with them. And then they might just splice all that up to bits to where it's almost not even recognizable in the track. Um, you know, but then years down the line, if, if they call that studio musician back in, uh, to work with him again, um, at the drop of a hat, they would go in there, sit down with him, and do it all over again just because they're that good and they're that respected as well, despite being known as um, arrogant pricks in the music biz. Um, like you said, they, they earned it. So, and, you know, it's I, I'm sure a lot uh, another reason people, you know, get turned off by, by Steely is because of their lyrics. Um, they're not exactly approachable. No, and uh, yeah, let me let me play this clip from this uh, interview, and uh, I'm sure it's just because of our age that we have no idea who Mary Turner is, but um, this is from an interview in 1981. It was a, a radio show, I think. Uh, it was called Off the Record, and uh, I wish I kind of looked a little more into it, but uh, this show, um, the clip that I was listening to online had been kind of uh, cut and pasted together, but in some parts of it, you could hear the needle drop. So I'm wondering if um, if these interviews were pressed on vinyl, and that's why it's called Off the Record. It'd be kind of a cool concept. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds just like it's being played on a record player. Um, so anyways, here's a little clip f- from that interview. Um, she's kind of talking to them about their lyrics are always really good but sometimes they're also really hard to follow we're uh, very much concerned with the sound of the words and the music um you know and there, there are many instances when we're writing uh, lyrics when we'll sacrifice literal uh meaning or you know linear storytelling effect for um for sound effects yeah we got a lot of flack about that actually you know uh we say well it's hard to follow uh, that's the way we've been writing songs for a long time, and I, I think that uh, we've uh, you know, we're point, aware of it. We've gotten to the point where we rarely sacrifice uh, literal meaning for uh, 
the sound of the phonemes. I think we've come to the point where we can compromise and uh, you know come up with a uh, lyric that's both meaningful and poetic. So yeah, so they would when they wrote lyrics, they would choose you know a certain word over another word if it if it worked with the composition, you know, if it worked better for the, yeah. for the, for the rhythm or for like the cadence. Um, and then let's play that clip from, from the, um, the interview with, with um, Michael McDonald, where he talks about them uh, bringing him in for Asia, some of the Asia uh, sessions and like why they brought him in and how he was kind of told to, to phrase some of these words, you know? Yeah, so this clip is from a documentary series called Classic Albums. Uh, this one came out in 1999, and it is all about Steely Dan's sixth studio album, Asia. Um, so here it is. I'd worked with them enough to kind of know what I was in for, you know. <laughs> certain words that they just wanted to hear a certain way that, you know, normally under normal normal circumstances, people wouldn't. You know, they kind of, this is the words, you hear the parts, uh, you sing it, and, you know, uh, that's the phrasing. But for those guys, uh, phrasing could have such a nuance, you know, that, uh, you know, singing a line like half as much as you'd think, oh, you know, how many different ways can you say it in that phrasing rhythmically, and you know. But it would be, it would come down to such fine points like uh, pronunciation and, exact rhythmic you know uh, vibrato no vibrato you know uh, things like that and so it was always real challenging he did a couple of parts on, on top of himself <laughs> sorry oh man i love michael mcdonald yeah they started they started isolating each of his <laughs> vocals on that yeah. it was, it's funny but i mean you know if you're familiar with the song peg like his vocals in that track are what I always remember of that song. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, all, all I remember is Michael McDonald. It's just, it's just like a back, it's just like a background thing. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't lend his vocals yet to Steely when they recorded Pretzel Logic. I don't think he had come in until later. No, but he was in the band even before Pretzel Logic. You know that, right? Michael McDonald. You sure about that? Here, I've got it right here on, on Wikipedia. It says, during the previous album's tour, the band had added vocalist percussionist Royce Jones, vocalist keyboardist Michael McDonald, and session drummer Jeff Percaro. Uh, so that was during Countdown to Ecstasy. Interesting. Okay, so he didn't so he didn't lend his vocals on the album until Katie lied. No, but I think, uh, I think during the tour... Um, I'm sure he was lending his vocals. So yeah, that, to me, that's kind of what makes Steely Dan cool too. Is that they've had all these like bit players like forever. You know, it's oh, it's never been like, oh, we're we're a band of of five people or whatever. It's always been, let's pull in whoever we can pull in to like pull off whatever we're trying to do in this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So with Pretzel Logic comes two singles, Ricky Don't Lose That Number, and the title track, Pretzel Logic. Ricky Don't Lose That Number uh, goes on to be their biggest hit ever as far as chart position. It charted at number four. So, you know, they bounce right back from Countdown and produce. I mean, this record, 
Pretzel Logic is listed as number 385 on Rolling Stone's top 500 greatest albums of all time. Wow. Now, I mean, 385, you're like, well, that's nothing. They're not top 10. But I mean, it's greatest albums of all time, not greatest rock albums, greatest albums of all time. And Rob Sheffield, a writer for Rolling Stone, said that um, in 2004, he wrote that Pretzel Logic um, is Steely Dan's songwriting and Fagan's singing at their peak of fluid power. Yeah, I had read something like that, too. Um, Yeah, that they were at the height of their game. Yeah, and I agree with that. And a lot of people also kind of phrased it as like, this record kind of set set the template or whatever for how they were going to approach. Basically, it was like they they got into their their groove with with what they were trying to do with like jazz rock fusion. You know what I mean? Like this is the album that 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 you that it gets realized and then it just mm-hmm. gets better and better after that. Yeah, for sure. Until ultimately Asia, which is is considered probably their best album by many. Asia. Not my favorite. What's your favorite Steely Dan album, Trev? Actually, mine is um, probably Royal Scam. But you know what, dude? After listening to Pretzel Logic for so much, after the, uh, the last couple of weeks getting ready for this episode, probably Pretzel Logic. It's one of those ones that I like would forget about, and then I'd go back to it and be like, God damn, if this is not a great record, like track by track, you know what I mean? Yeah, mine's, my, I'm, I'm going to go with Countdown to Ecstasy. Really? I love, yeah, I, I love it. Bodhisattva, my old school. Yeah, my old school is good. I like the, I like Gold Teeth. Yeah, Gold Teeth's great. But anyway, so yeah. And and again, it's like their entire, really their entire discography is, um, is unmatched, really. You know what I mean? When you look at them as a whole, it's like, there's just, who can you compare them to? You can't. You can't you can't compare them to anybody. They're so unique, you know. So with all that being said, let's dive into the tracks and let the music speak for itself. We've we've done a lot of hype here, Q, so we gotta make sure our songs deliver, and I think they will. My first pick is track two, night by night, and let's just play it and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> I love the chorus in that song. I love the build up to it. I love the harmonizing. 
and just like the overall sentiment of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really care if it's wrong or if it's right. Until my ship comes in, I'll live night by night. I think that's such a cool, like, like just those lyrics are really cool. Um, and you can hear Jeff Baxter, a guitar player, Skunk Baxter, as he is often referred to as. He's, he sort of teases that blues guitar just just a little bit after that first verse. Yeah, I like and, it. I uh, like how that he just drops a down on track two. You know, like on the, yeah. Well, he did the solo on Ricky. Don't lose that number too, which is a very clean as far as like the gain, clean mm-hmm. jazz solo. And then right, at, you go right into track two, and it's his kind of bluesy, gritty blues jazz like guitar. So it just shows how accomplished he is. And then later we play on one of your tracks, his uh, steel pedal guitar playing. Yeah, which is my so, favorite. So he's one of the founding members of Steely Dan. Um, yep. He did go on to form Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I don't know if they formed it, but you know, they ended up they ended up being being part but of the he, brothers. I mean he played on he played on every um he played on every Steely record, I think, up to um up to Asia. Um so with that being said, let's play the second clip because I wanted to I want to hear that solo. That because, guitar solo of his. Yeah, it's, so again, like you you hear a little bit he sort of teases it. Yeah. Uh after the verse and kind of throughout and then the solo itself is pretty great um some people have listed it as one of the top five uh steely no way guitar so yeah oh, well specifically steely. i found that steely yeah I, I found this um article where these musicians and producers and stuff each listed their top five guitar solos steely dan guitar solos mm-hmm. i mean jeff baxter does quite a bit of the guitar work throughout the whole uh discography so his name comes up a bunch but one person particularly, um, or one person listed the Night by Night solo as one of their top five. So yeah. it gets a lot of love. Yeah, so here it is. Here it is. So yeah, great guitar solo, great jazz blues, gritty. Like it's a, it's interesting because like if you take out the guitar work in this song, you know what I mean? It's I mean in, in my opinion that the guitar solo elevates this song to a whole nother level for sure. I mean it's it's a simple song. Uh, this is we, we this is us you know going back to like how well they do 
fusion of all these different types of genres, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can take that guitar solo out and put it in a rock song, a standard rock song, and it, and it's perfect. But you, you plug it in here, and it just again it adds another another level to to this song and makes it that much more amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the drums too sound great. Um, of course, um, I'm not sure who the drummer was, but I think they just had one drummer for the majority of the session uh, on Pretzel Logic. So that's track two, Night by Night. Kind of uh, just a good uh, intro into the album. Right after Ricky Don't Lose That Number, which is the first track. And again, like if, you, if you're familiar with the album, or at least if you want to go listen to it, hearing Ricky Don't Lose That Number and then hearing Night by Night afterward is the perfect showcase of like just how varied they are with their sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're right how diverse this album is. Yeah, because Ricky Don't Lose That Number, it's like a, it's an old jazz, at least the the main riff is an old jazz song by Horace Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, the piano But yeah, line. again, it's like, yeah, the piano line at least. But it's just like, and, and that's why I love this album so much. It's, these songs are short and sweet, you know? Yeah. That's what I like about but it too. There's yeah, it's so varied in in genre. You know what I mean? There's so much going on on this album. Yeah. So let's let's talk about wh- what track are we just going to go in sequential order here? Yeah. So uh, the next one that we're going to play for you is track seven. It's called "Through with Buzz," and um, it might actually be their shortest song. So it's short enough that I'm just going to play the whole song for you. Um, so yeah. Let's play it. He takes all my money. You know I'm through with buzz. Yes, I'm through with buzz. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's not fair. And I think it's cool too that the violins are pretty much, I mean, they're like one of the main parts of this song. Um, it's almost like they, they take the role of, of like a rhythm guitar section. And I think it's great too. It, it's got those stabby, you know, it sounds like, like the strings on Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. Or, you know, 
psycho the psycho theme yeah 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 exactly but yeah um i always think about um the the similarities to uh eleanor rigby like you said yeah which is funny because you know eleanor rigby was on what revolver which was one of those first albums that the beatles decided you know what who cares about whether or not we can replicate this live you know, let's just do what we, what we want to do in the studio. Let's bring in some strings. Why the hell not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why the hell not? Like yeah. you just said. Yeah. Why the hell would you not? So, yeah, cool song. Nice and short. Short and sweet. Now, you said you, 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 you had a little um, a little background on that song or something like that, or you had a little interesting story about that song that you wanted to tell? No. Yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't. I thought you said you found some stuff on it. Uh, nah. But I'm looking at your notes on it. You got a, you got a, uh, you got a link here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I already, I used that information in that. Oh, link. you already used that info. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. we'll cut this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. that's all you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, but uh, I, I can say this though. So through with Buzz is actually the B side. For uh, when they released Pretzel Logic as a single, "Through with Buzz" was the B side. So, oh, cool, yeah, yeah. We definitely cool. won't be playing that one uh, for our bonus B sides this week. But yeah, so that's I, I really like that song. Um, short and sweet, heavy on the strings. Um, we can go ahead and just move move on to our next pick, which is going to be track nine which is called with a gun and I love the song, man. Yeah. And I think this, this one is, is definitely the most, you know, just out of left field kind of as far as the style and everything. Um, let's just play it. With a gun, with a gun. What you are just the same Did you pay the other man With the peace in your hand And leave him lying in the rain When you're born to play the fool And you've seen all the western movies War to the one who does it wrong You'll hide in the bushes Murder the man Western country tune. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm bellying up to the bar at some saloon or something. Right. With those lyrics, too. I love them. Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, again, 
with I mean, they can pretty much write whatever kind of tune they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And execute it. And that's why they, that's why they pull, that's why they pull on the studio musicians. Cause it's like, Hey, uh, we need, we need somebody who can, who can, well, actually skunk Baxter is the guy who does that steel pedal guitar. Yeah. So it's like, they already had, they already had a crew member who could do that. But I'm just saying like, these guys are so talented that they can pretty much pull off any genre and like put it in, you know, wrap it in the steely dance sound. You know what I mean? Yep. Turn it into a steely dance song. Yeah. I like the, um, the harmonizing too. You know, it reminds me of reeling in the years and that's, it's a signature. It's a signature piece of their sound is the harmonizing. Yeah. I mean, even more so than, you know, the, the background female singers, uh, like in night by night. Yeah. I like this harmonizing, you know, um, this Steely Dan harmonizing. So from what I understand, it's four, it's four, four people that, that are harmonizing on this record. Uh, one of them is, um, is one of the kind of the key players that comes in and out. Yeah. Jim, Jim Hotter. That's his name. He was one of the, um, early, early member. He's a drummer. What's interesting is he's a drummer, but, um, also would sing on, the, he actually is, is the, um, actually is the vocalist on Midnight Cruiser uh, on Camp by a Thrill. He's the he's the singer, but he's a drummer. So like for Pretzel Logic, I think they pulled him in just to contribute to the to the to the to these harmonies, the harmonizing. That's cool. So he just he just came in. You know, he wasn't again. He, he didn't drum on that record, even though he's a drummer. Yeah. But they said, hey, let's use your vocals. So again. And, and it's funny, you know, and he's just like. Okay, yeah, sure. I don't care. Yeah, I don't need to play drums to be on your record. So with a gun, the lyrics are, you know, it's just about a, you know, kind of like an outlaw or someone who is now running from the law because he killed someone over some uh, debt that he owed. Uh, you know, it's just a classic Western tale. Um, did you pay the other man with the piece in your hand? Murder the man with Luger in hand? Yeah. Pretty straightforward lyrics in this one. Until he caught your fingers in the till. He slapped your hand and you settled up the bill with a gun. I love it. It's great, man. Yeah. You know, hey, I'll pay you the bill. And then you get shot. I also like, it says, you know, with a gun, you will be what you are just the same. Um, You know, it's like, yeah, you've got this gun, but it's not going to change anything. Uh, You know, they're going to catch up to you. So yeah, with a gun. That's my two picks. Through with Buzz and with a gun. Um, they're pretty, pretty different songs too. And then that with um, Night by Night. You know the three picks that we've what we've played so far. It's a uh, kind of a good representation of the variety of styles that are on this album. Well, yeah, that's a good segue into the final pick. Uh, song called Charlie Freak, track seven. Did I get that right? Is it track seven? Because you said that... Uh... No, no. Okay, sorry. It's track 10. Yeah, track 10. Uh, track 10. So so this one plays this is something that... right after with a gun. Yeah, which is which is cool. Um, yeah, this is something that they that they do a lot with their with their songs. They do these sort of character portraits. Mm-hmm. Like, think 
Dr. Wu, Kid Charlemagne, mm-hmm. or more recently, uh, Gaslighting Abbey, right? Yeah. They do this a lot where they like, or Pixeline, you know? Um, but this is another one of those songs where uh, they're telling a story about this 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 character that, that he's calling Charlie Freak. All we know about Charlie, really, is that he's a junkie um, living on the streets. And the last possession that he has that's of any value is this gold ring. Um, and the narrator of the song uh, comes across him on the street, uh, gives him some money for that gold ring. And then, um, so with this song, it's all about the layers. Everything gets added on slowly into this, and ultimately to the, the buildup of the final verse. So without saying any, any more about it, let's just play it. This is, we're going to play the entire song because yeah, at the risk you really of, have to hear it. Of having Fagan give us a call and tell us to, to take down this episode immediately. Wait, hold on a minute. My, my, my doorbell's ringing. Okay. Oh, hey, Donald. Yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll stop. God damn it, dude. I did not know you were about to do that. <laughs> I thought you meant for real your doorbell was ringing. <laughs> no, dude. Um, no, Donald didn't show up, so we're good. We can play uh, it all the way through. That's good. All right. Cool. Then let's play it then.
fucking song, man. Good God. All right, so... There's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. So this song is all about layers. Yes. Right? You start the very first verse. It's just the piano, bass, drums, and his vocals. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have any... any. Uh, there's no harmonizing either on that first um, chorus, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Second verse comes in. There's sort of this volume swelling going on. I don't know if it's guitars or with like the keyboards, but there's some these swells. This volume. I think it's, I think it's the happening. guitars coming in. It's probably the guitar, yeah. So third verse, it's this. It almost sounds like an ebo. Are you familiar with what an ebo is, Q? I have no idea what that is. Or I probably do. I just don't. Yeah. I'm gonna describe it, but it's like this little. It's little little device that you um that you kind of hold above the guitar strings and it makes the, oh, the strings okay. vibrate just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kinda, so it almost mimics the sound of like strings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's called an E. That's what's called an E bow. Cause it's like a, it's like a bow. Yeah. Like a violin bow. Okay. But um, I think that's what, what's happening on that third verse. Um, I can't find a live video of them playing this from back in the seventies. Otherwise I could tell you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great, a lot of great recordings of, of some of their live. It's hard for me to find live footage of them, dude. It really is, at least from the seventies. Not can actual find them footage. Playing. There's audio, lots of great audio. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you you even hear sleigh bells coming in at that bridge. It's sleigh yeah, bells. It really is. That's one of those things where you're like, man, who? I mean, who would think to just throw some sleigh bells into the song? But they, it works so well. The sleigh bells. I think what they're trying to do is is paint the the picture here of this junkie on the street in new york or something like that you know what i mean with and it's snowing outside or something you know what i mean during yeah during winter because you can't hear sleigh bells and not think about snow at least i can't yeah you know what i mean really but anyway with every verse there's another layer that gets added to it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they they never take away nothing is ever taken away like it's always like something else gets added here and then something gets added on top of that. And the signature Steely Dan harmonizing to harmonizing. Yeah. And then the final verse, like I feel like it's just so it's such a powerful, it is everything has built up to this final verse when he runs, he, you know, he hears the news, he runs back, he gives him the ring back. Cause he, 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 he can't keep it. Yeah, um, and now and and the 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 last line now come my friend I'll take your hand and lead you home man yeah like he you know the, he he just made this friend uh, with you know with a homeless guy and yeah somehow found out that that he had died and he rushes back gives him gives him back the ring and it's like and, I can't keep this ring it's yours yeah. you know what I mean what a fucking song man yeah that's a, song. that's a great one it's, it's probably one of my favorite silly tracks for sure it's good. It's on. It would make my top five of Steely Dan favorite Steely Dan songs, no doubt. We should mention too. So the song that we started this episode with is called Barrytown, which is another one that we um, thought about, kind of talking a little bit more about. Uh, but you got a little taste of it. Uh, that's another one of our favorites off the album, uh, Barrytown. So Charlie Freak is the second to last track on the album. And uh, that's our picks for Steely Dan's Pretzel Logic, which was released in 1974. That's uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, our take on Steely Dan, um, 
didn't want to bore you too much with uh, with too much background info on these guys because this episode could have been two hours. And, and compared to the compared to episodes one and two, uh, with which were you know bands that that probably aren't very well known. You know what I mean? Right. Steely Dan is is one of the the greatest rock bands of all time. So we really don't need to give background. Um, it's out there. You know. Oh yeah. It's out there. You probably already know a, a, a general overview of them. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, enough, enough. So the, yeah, and I feel like we just barely scratched the surface with this episode on on Steely, but I think this album is a good intro to Steely for people who may who may um, be interested in in diving into them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because again, it showcases so so much of what they do and how how well they mix genres together. You know how I mean? well they can pull it off, and how you can go from one track to another, and you can hear like a western saloon song. You know what I mean with with a gun, and then straight into Charlie Freak, which is like this really like this. It's great just a <laughs> genre bending tune. It, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people make the mistake of approaching. Steely Dan for the first time by just playing a best of album, uh, which I think uh, probably, you know, you're going to get their their popular songs. But I mean, honestly, there's a lot of Steely Dan songs that I don't really like. I think uh, I think it's better to to listen to an album all the way through to really get a good idea of what makes them so great. I yeah, so Pretzel Logic is the album that I would tell people to check out if they're if they're checking out Steely Dan for the first time. And it's, it's and again, it's a great intro to them because track one, you're going to hear their you're going to hear their 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 most successful single of all time, "Ricky Don't Lose That Number." So you're going to hear one of their greatest hits. And then the rest of the album is is um, is just so varied and like entertaining. Really, there's even a we didn't really mention this, but track five is a is a like a note for note cover of a duke ellington song you know what i mean yep and yeah east st louis toodaloo guitar and and everything yeah it's cool apparently uh jeff baxter like pulled off a um a a, a horn solo or trumpet solo or something like that with his guitar that's awesome yeah and, and did it um had like some effects on it and stuff to 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 make it sound like a horn yeah so it's it's literally a cover of a Duke Ellington song. So, yep, pretty cool stuff. Uh, do we have a an idea of of what our next what episode four is going to be, Trev? I would love to go '90s grunge, and I would I would love to talk about uh, Alice in Chains' "Dirt." Alice in Chains, or we could do "16 Stone" by Bush. Oh man, that would be a good one too. Let's do it, man. Let's do a Bush. Let's do a Bush episode. Until then. Uh, stay tuned. Midway through the week, we'll we'll post our bonus B sides for Steely Dan. And uh, Trav, you had a, a a song picked out for our our outro track. Yeah. So I let's see here. So there there was an old interview. There was a radio interview that Donald Fagan did in the eighties. Uh, he had just released Nightfly, which is uh, his solo album, one of his solo albums. And from from what I can tell they had him on this radio station uh, during this interview. He was sort of acting like a DJ, I guess. Like he was talking, the person interviewing him 
they would go through and he had these these picks, these old jazz songs and, and whatnot that he had picked that they would play and then talk about. And one of the one of the songs that he played or that he mentioned was a uh, was a Marvin Gaye song called One More Heartache. So we're gonna play it. That's gonna be our outro song. Cool. Uh, that uh, Donald uh, handpicked for his uh, appearance on uh, Capital Radio back in 1982. It's a U- it was a UK uh, radio station, so he was promoting Nightfly and uh, and uh, got to got to play some tunes for the audience. And um, this is one of the tracks. Perfect. And that'll do it for us this week. My name is Travis, and I'm Quentin. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.